If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi, I'm Phil Spencer, head of Xbox... And you're listening to IGN's Podcast Unlocked, which my interns tell me is a pretty good show. Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, everybody? This is Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast for, gosh, what are we, end of January already, January 28th, 2015. My name is Ryan McCaffrey. Joining me is Sean the Shark Finnegan. Hello. Bearded, properly coiffed. You're looking uh, tuned up today. I had to try today because I was a little bit sick the last (laughs) couple of days, and if I came in looking like a wreck, people (laughs) would wonder things. You're just on the podcast looking like Mm -hmm. death, Mm -hmm. death on feet. Mitch Dyer, good to see you, my friend. Likewise, if I didn't have this podcast to remind me of the date, I might not have paid rent this month. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Podcast Unlocked. Yeah, you Keeping were uh, a responsible adult. Yeah. You were international last week. Was we gone. missed you. I was away. Yeah. I was well, in Stockholm, Sweden. We look at that, which doesn't narrow it down. There's a lot going a on lot, over yeah. there. So be interested to see what you come back yeah. with here. I also got a thousand texts saying, Yo, are you seeing what I think you're seeing? And the answer is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, and making her first podcast on Locked Appearance, the great Elena Yee, uh, our resident tech editor, who just came back from the Windows 10 event up at Microsoft, and my former colleague at and outside. former CubeMate at Official Xbox Magazine. So she has plenty of Xbox street cred knowledge. Good to have you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, last week, two and a half hours we went without you, Mitch. We I were, think that's how long I was, was gone. Long. That's how long the show was. <laughs> the show just Jesus. went from, we hit record as soon as you got on the plane. And then we just kept going like it was a... And I landed and you said, subscribe on iTunes and yeah. iTunes Prime. <laughs> hey, Mitch, you're back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, Jeff Strain was here. He was the CEO of Undead Labs. Hey, I got great. a lot of kind words from that interview. I really appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to it. I know it's, I never know with those things because for me... It's fascinating to dig in with somebody for yeah. like an hour, but I, I wonder sometimes do people think, oh, I just want to hear about State of, like ask him about State of Decay 2, yeah. uh, which we eventually got to, but you know, he has a really interesting background. I mean, lead program on World of Warcraft, the StarCraft campaign editor, he made that. So dude That's was awesome. fascinating, but he got a lot of kind words for that, He's so I appreciate it. Yes. Super smart guy. Uh, everybody very 
very uh, a lot. Of, we made a lot of Jeff Strain fans last <laughs> week. So uh, and then yeah, everybody else was like, "Hey, could you guys do two and a half hour podcast from now on?" And the answer is no. No, no thank you. <laughs> Those no, are the you. exception rather than yeah. the rule. This room gets exceptionally hot. Yes, it does. Yeah. That light is ex- that beaming. light is true. Really warm. <laughs> but really, it's the whatever's going on that week drives how long the show's going to be like. Yeah. Spoiler alert: kind of slow this week. Slow week. Probably not going to be a two and a half hour show. No. But we got some fun stuff to cover, yeah. and then I'll say next week. Uh, I don't want to. S- I don't want to promise anything because it's not set up yet, and I'm waiting to hear. But uh, hoping to have another interesting guest for next week. I don't know what this is. It'll. I'll tell you later. Okay. It, it'll. It would be on the phone. Hi. That's the bad news, mm. and the phone won't sound as good. But I, is that even set up anymore? No, I'll record it separately uh, okay, at my cool. desk, and yeah. then just drop the file into the I got podcast. You, I got you. So yeah, thinking ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. At one point in time, that's it. I don't know if you can't really see on camera, but there is a phone over here. <laughs> it's not hooked up to anything anymore. I'm trying to look on the camera to see I like how far off camera. I think I had one of when I was yeah, like this is, nine. This is like a. That's how you do the interview. Con, welcome to Con Air. Con, 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 Con Air. It is literally says Con Air phone. There's it's still from, everywhere. They make like curling irons and like phones when I, and all sorts wow. of random things. When I worked in the electronics department at Staples during college, these were like the ten dollar pieces of crap that we sold to un, you know, just people that didn't care. I'm just like I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> someone didn't care at the yeah. office. Way back at some point in time, this was all hooked up, and people <laughs> could call in, and we occasionally. In fact, Mitch, when I first started, you remember? Remember when I first started doing Unlocked, and it was me and you, and we did that whole like four weeks in a row of summer of arcade interviews where oh, we yeah. had a different developer yeah. call in, like Tony Hawk called in. Yep. But there was a problem with the phone, so it sounded awful oh, in the end. That's right. But then we had technology um, sucks. We had Raul Rubio yeah. from Tequila Works yep. calling to talk about Deadlight, which oh was really cool. God, I can't wait for his next game. Oh, dude, that's seriously. When I bought my PS4 on the Black Friday deal, it was for rhyme only. It was like, okay, where's rhyme? I'm ready for it now because that game's. They announced it like two years. It's been it's been yeah. at two Gamescoms, and the most we've seen of it is like. Clips in montages at Sony yeah. conferences, and it yeah. never comes up beyond that. Exactly. But in any case, uh, so yeah, theoretically, one day we could have callers if it were ever to be yeah. set up again properly, but uh, that day is not today. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> Don't Another hold your time. Breath. I'll speak for the video team here. <laughs> <laughs> never you can't spell malfunctioning <laughs> equipment without IGN. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully, we'll have somebody good on next week if I can lock that down. I'm just waiting for them to say yes. Uh, what else? Countdown to Unlock 200 is on. It's, it starts now because it's 180. So we've got T minus 20 shows to go, which sounds like not a lot, but it's really yeah. like half a year. We have a dock of ideas, <laughs> and it's all really good, but nothing is better than your <clears throat> most recent idea. The, the Ooh, one, but that one costs yeah, money. That's does. the problem. Like, I have to it. find somebody to You can't to pay. put a price on perfection. I agree. I agree. I pitched Rest it to my boss. It never sells. Zero is so busy still perfecting it. Yeah. <laughs> I pitched it to my boss who was receptive. Excellent. But also understanding that there's money I need to fly certain people in. That would so the other good idea you're referring to ranks below those other ideas as far as the priority list. This is all very cryptic. We'll yeah, see. Because you know what? But it's all very exciting. If if I tell you what it all is and then it inevitably doesn't happen, then yeah. it's gonna be like, oh, I'm disappointed because sure. that time you said that, that was gonna happen and then it didn't. That's what I've learned. That's because that's what people continually ask us too about uh, the IGN app for Xbox One. I know exactly what's going on with that app, mm-hmm. but if I say that, it's not. I'm not telling you because we don't want to be dishonest. It's that 
things go wrong and things, you know, unforeseen yep. things happen. And it's out of our hands. It's out of our hands. I have nothing to do with it. And so if I tell you the date that I know and then it doesn't happen, then you're either mad at me and or sad. You liar, Ryan. You yeah. lied to, you lied to our hearts. Yeah. It's just a little tiny glimpse into what game development must be like. You delayed that? Oh, my God. I um, <laughs> Milestones, milestones. Yeah. I canceled my pre-order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's over. <sighs> but, yes, the IGN app, I, could, I will tell you this. It's in the, as final a stage as it can be without actually releasing. Is that fair to say, Mitch? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be soon. Can't possibly but, take any longer. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So have you guys figured out how many people you can fit in that theater yet? No, but it's a, that's a sizable amount. I don't even it's know large. if anyone would show up. Like, I think one guy on Twitter said he would, I think he was from D.C. or something. He's like, I'll come. I'm like, oh my that's God, awesome. Would that be the saddest thing ever? If we that one guy from D.C. One guy. Like, well, you know what? Ten people are in the audience and there's just Wait, like. I think it's more sad for them though, right? Because they came all that way. And no, it's more sad for us. It's sad for everyone. It's a mutual deal sadness. Of sadness everywhere. Yeah. The fans would be sad. We would be sad. The Fine. guests would be sad. We can be sad together. <laughs> And then we could be like, we're sadness. still the number one Xbox podcast. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell by this audience, but you just Photoshop just a bunch us. of cats in the. I audience. did have, I did have an idea. I will share though is uh, if we are able to put all this together, I want to have some sort of interesting prize for the furthest distance traveled to come Ooh. to the to come to the to unlock two hundred. Please don't use that as an excuse to come to this thing from New Zealand. That's I can't. Yeah, we're, we're not paying for it. It's all on your dime, and it'll only be like two hours of your life. So. <laughs> also, you can't promise that, like, for the distance, that the prize is going to be equally amazing, right? Hundred percent not. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. The whatsoever. cash value goes up per mile. <laughs> yeah, but the ideas are flowing. We have cool ideas. We'll see how many of them we can make happen. Uh, so, Elena, you are here uh, not only because we like you. Congratulations. But I passed the first test. So Yay. far, so good. But uh, yeah, you were up. You were up at Redmond. You were at Microsoft campus last week for the Windows 10 event. Yep. You uh, hung out with our boy Phil Spencer, who's listening via Bluetooth on his car right now. Is that how he does it? it that's what he told us. All right. Yeah, he's yeah. got. He's, that's he's, not nerve wracking at all. <laughs> you can say anything you want. That's fine. He'll just never talk to you again. That's okay. <laughs> no, he will. He's a good guy. Uh, so Where's yeah, Battletoads, Phil. Where's Battletoads, <laughs> Phil? I, I want to say, I looked at that shirt, yeah. and the paint looked new. Okay? Mm. So, like, Freshly you know, screened t-shirt. Yeah, right? And the thing on top of that is that when we talked to him about it, he was very careful about what he said, yeah. obviously. But he said something to the effect of, nothing I have worn has never not happened. <laughs> Those double negatives, man. <laughs> He doesn't know that we know that he knows that we know he doesn't know. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Boom. Speaking of which, now that we have a sweet new logo, we should make Podcast Unlock t-shirts. That's not a thing we have. Yeah. I'd wear it. I'd wear it. All right. I, I don't think I want it green, though. <laughs> I'm not wearing the, But it could, it could be white Xbox or black green. or gray. Yeah. 360 colors. Dude, I still have uh, the launch beanie for Xbox One. That mm -hmm. thing is like lime green. Xbox like OG. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, last, the Xbox uh, ONE 2013. Yes. Okay. I didn't know they had launch beanies. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know oh, yeah. did. I, I still can't separate well, Xbox One from Xbox One. I can't right. do it. I Mitch, got... it's been 12 years. Yeah. It is years. the first one. <laughs> Original Xbox. <laughs> my fault. And Xbox One. That's how I had to do it. Am I the only one who calls it just Xbox? The original one is just Xbox? No, my Xbox One is Xbox. 
Xbox One is 2002 or oh, 2001. Mitch, that one. You're just making this like too complicated. We're going on. down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I picked mine up from Best Buy, which was kind of a really sad sort of thing because there was like a bunch of people and then there was like me. I was like the lone woman in that line that wasn't there for like moral support <laughs> and like I went to the I went to the front and they were like do you have an order I said yeah here's my pre-order slip Best Buy and they're like here's a, a beanie thing. you sexist bastard right? I want a console so give me a my break day one edition I also get this like bright green <clears throat> beanie cap which I I stuck in my car so like if the apocalypse ever happens like I'm like my head will be warm right. <laughs> like I don't wear it and in it's public still there it's, it's not much against zombies but you know what are you gonna do? It's something. It's, it's an extra winter. layer. So if it's if they don't get a good clamp, uh, right? good it's bite, like they my might. Cat attacks yeah, me. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you you experienced Hololens I firsthand. Did. Ooh, really? Yeah, it was I didn't pretty know that. cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure people have like seen. It's some not of smoke and mirrors. It's not BS. It actually it works. Really gimmicky. I don't. I wouldn't mean the thing is, is that anything with conceptual hardware is always that it's kind of looking at um, Connect when it's still you know in its very early stages, right? right? Where you're like, okay, this thing has promise mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool, but then there's that kind of gap between that and final hardware and final launch, which is oh, how does it actually perform okay. in the real world as a final product? <laughs> Well, so are you saying stage, are you saying you think it'll get better or worse? I I think it can only get better, honestly. Because I mean, theoretically, what you're playing with is like a hundred thousand dollar prototype, and when it has to be mass manufactured and sold, you sure. know, are there does the quality go down, or does through refinement does the quality go up, or do those two things just offset each other and it ends up? You know, I think unlike Connect, this has a lot more like commercial push behind it. Like, yeah. Some of the applications, like the the 3D like modeling, um, in particular, I think are way more applicable to like enterprise. Mm. You know, just businesses that are actually creating things like that motorcycle they were showing in that sizzle reel. Yeah. Um, you know, even being able to, I don't know, use it for the way that Connect has been used in some situations for, like, surgery, right? Or, like, physical therapy, yep. like, those kind of situations. So I can see, like, that basically sort of funding the hardware being at a certain place so they don't have to make it super expensive. Right. Or it will be expensive at first. And then of if course. You're, you know, if you're just really into that kind of technology, then you're going to pony up for early editions of it. Are there many practical, like, video game software applications for this, do you think? So it's really interesting you ask that because so up in Redmond they showed us. What I love they that you called... said practical video game. As that's like <laughs> what oxymoron, Mitch. How will Gone Home play on Hololens? <laughs> so up in the Redmond they had one demo in particular. They kept calling Minecraft inspired. I think they were trying really hard to like, not dudes, imply. You own the IP. Just <laughs> I think they were just trying really hard not to imply like with you and the whole like we may have a guess, we may not have a guess with. <laughs> So 200. Don't, don't, don't paint us into a corner. <laughs> they don't want to, exactly. They don't want to paint themselves in a corner. So that was uh, basically, you put the HoloLens on, and it kind of spreads out this Minecraft world over this living room setup. Which is amazing. Which was pretty <clears throat> cool. Um, I didn't find that the resolution was, you know, super amazing. Of course, like those doctored images they showed is way better looking than what I saw. Mm. Still very cool, though, yeah. because it really does do this mixed reality thing that they were talking about where, you know, you have like a tower and some zombies on top of this bookshelf. But if you wanted to create like 
a moat or like a basically this gigantic gap between them so the zombies couldn't storm the fortress you right. can so you're basically digging into your bookshelf and that <laughs> that that space like or that image disappears and it creates a hole huh. the image of a hole and you look down the hole and there's like lava at the bottom huh. that's awesome yeah it's pretty cool and it does all this on the fly mhm and it didn't seem very huh. laggy at all that I mean, really there was, it was more like connect lag, not like I'm processing this so you can see it lag, if that makes sense. So I wonder, like, what seems really cool to me is, like, the applications of taking this thing in a mobile sort of fashion, right? Like, if you were to go from room to room, whether it be, uh, would it be able to sort of, like, generate these environments on the fly based on, like, the angle of view that you were watching? Like, They're saying at? that... You should, from what they said, it sounds like, in theory at least, you should be able to because they're saying that the the hardware is actually processing the room in real time. So it is whatever you're looking at, it is bringing that in and processing that. Yeah, in theory, that that should already be rendered Mm -hmm. material. And then if you, in in the example of Minecraft, you start destroying it, then it's it's not like a procedural thing. It's probably already there. Huh. A procedural game could be really interesting. Are you know, are you wanting like a horror game where Freddy Krueger like jumps out at you when you turn the corner in your yeah, dark like, house? That's and kind you of where fall over your I own real life table <laughs> and then you crack your head open and yeah. really yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what my there's been a nine one one button on my that. mind. Just <laughs> yeah. sort of horror applications for these sort of more immersive types of yeah. experiences because that's you know that's just where my mind goes. Is that would be the most effective way of putting something like that to use? Yeah. Instantly, my mind is like, I want to fly a jet in first person. Like Like, things like I want vehicle stuff. I want first person experiences. I have no interest in playing like a Dead Space game in that at all. Like I don't want over the shoulder shooters with Hololens stuff like popping up. Like first person stuff seems really, really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. Agree. Uh, and so then there's another part to ahead. that though. Um, yeah. Just for anyone who's was wondering specifically about how Xbox One and Hololens will tie together, um, there was something that came up during the group interview that we had with Phil Spencer, and he said something. I'm going to actually quote here. Uh, he said something to the effect of very closely um, to what he said. To me, there's not a successful consumer electronics device on the planet where gaming isn't a primary form of app category and thing. And I think HoloLens will work out the same way. I think gaming will be important. Mm. But he went on to say that he thinks that HoloLens first needs to kind of establish itself as a standalone product and, like, you know, stand on its own merits. Um, so I think that's why they're focusing on that first, and that's why they're not. They didn't really do as much heavy emphasis on gaming. So again, kind of with the Battletoads T-shirt, he didn't promise anything for Xbox One, but he didn't well, not promise anything like, for almost Xbox like a Connect One. Thing, right? Like it, they want to have practical applications for it that aren't games, and then as that but becomes more, more so, viable, yeah. and they kind of figure out how the technology works. You can better implement video game software into that. Well, that's actually I was that's what I was thinking, but except the opposite of Connect, huh. where Connect they tried to use yeah. the console, the video, the games as the the way to inject it into the mass market and it worked in the sense of it was like the highest selling peripheral ever for a while and then you know turned out it just didn't pan out so great and now no sure. one cares anymore but uh, I so this to me sounds like okay we really want this thing to work long term let's let's let you know development communities and PC sort of hobbyists or who, whoever else just make weird things with it and we'll learn a whole bunch of stuff and then once it's refined unlike so the connect wasn't really refined when it released on the xbox right it was sort of a well hope this works yeah so maybe they're trying to refine it first and then go okay we know this thing's ready we know this thing works 
before we sp- invest hundreds of millions of dollars to mass market it into yeah. the Xbox One and future Xbox, let's let's prove it, shall we? Do they have a, a window for release at all? I missed so much of this. Like I caught Twitter. Yeah, well, you were overseas. I was in Sweden, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were having drinks and dinner. And we we're like, oh my god, they announced the holograms first to fuck. <laughs> Um, they they just said basically that it would be, if I remember right, Didn't something say- about the launching within the window of Windows 10 or something like that. So my my guess is that it's more of a, a like they're going to allow developers to start playing with it when Windows 10 is more final. Um, but I don't know if I don't know what that means necessarily for the release of the actual Hololens hardware itself. Right. This is one of the best parts about working at IGN is that I, there's no way I'll be able to afford this thing when it comes out. Nor do I even. Would it even really make sense? Probably in my day-to-day life. But we'll get to play but with the we'll one. We'll get Elena to play gets. with one. Like, <laughs> oh, we'll get to spend company money to get one. <laughs> Woohoo! No, it's really cool. I'm actually. It's it's really interesting because I came relatively fresh off of CES, tried Oculus Crescent Bay. Yeah. Um, demo and that one is really great for VR. But I actually find myself much more immersed in this whole thing with like alternate reality, like virtual mm-hmm. reality, anything related to that when it's augmented. Yeah. Because my brain, I think, feels more grounded when I still know Makes there are real-world objects around, yeah. as opposed to being like just kind of locked into this headset. It's probably a little less uh, nausea-inducing than, yeah. than uh, the thing. I'm VR potentially to is, too. So I was so. totally fine through that whole like hour of demos that we had. Good stuff. And then uh, how about the rest of the Xbox stuff? I mean, the did you get to see... They didn't show off the streaming to a PC, did they? Or did they? They did on stage. So uh, during, just on stage, so but not, on, not like a behind no, closed doors No, not behind the scenes. So on stage, they did do, the, the during the keynote, they did the um, Forza Horizon 2 stream. I'm sure you guys saw that. Um, yeah. Let me see. I have, like, so many notes just from what we talked about with Phil Spencer after the keynote. Because the keynote was actually designed more for, you know, general tech press. Sure. As opposed to specifically gaming. Um, there's just... I can, I can just kind of go down the list of things that you guys talked about. Which yeah, hit was, the high points mm-hmm. of, yeah. of what, what you saw that we didn't see by right. watching the so, conference. Um, just to quickly recap, Windows 10 is confirmed, because I know you guys weren't sure about that. It's confirmed that it's coming to Xbox One. Um, Phil Spencer said that, you know, just like any other um, dashboard update that rolls out to Xbox One, it's just going to be kind of folded into that. Right. So at one point, some... Uh, down the road this year, we're just going to get an update, and that's going to include the switch over from Windows 8 to Windows 10. Mitch, I think it was you who predicted the slim Xbox One will be in, time, in the for the holidays. Could be a, that's probably it'll be almost like a relaunch of the console, right? Yeah. New dashboard, new slim console, Halo Five, boom. Yeah, all of that sounds really good. Yep. Um, dashboard. Um, is going to change, maybe. He said that there's a slot. So there's a slide. I don't know if the, the really eagle-eyed you know, people who are watching yeah. that uh, keynote. There was a slide that kind of showed Windows 10 on all different devices, right? Phone, tablet, Xbox One, PC. Um, and he was saying that that is not a clue as to what the dashboard could look like. So, again, not promising that there will be a change, but, I mean, with it... We've rearranged the boxes, everyone. It sounds like there will be some sort of cosmetic difference. There's going to be something that's going to be different, especially... Will it be as drastic as, like, the Xbox 360's current dashboard to the Blades? Oh, my God. Well, yeah, yeah, the... Blades. Uh, I loved Blades. So I loved everyone did. I thought the Blades... But, yeah, guys, come on. Them. The Blades would not work anymore. No, not There's at all. There's just too much content. <laughs> yep. 
It was great for back then. Yeah. I liked it. Minimal. Which is how I think everything should be. I used to have the XDK for that sitting yeah, around somewhere, like but I, I don't think I do anymore. Just for nostalgia's sake? Yeah. Never update this one. <laughs> <laughs> Can't run anything I think on even it. Microsoft has probably burned all of those files by now. <laughs> Who needs it? Um, so DirectX 12 is only going to be available on Windows 10. Right, so, and we know that's coming to Xbox One. So Right, so just in case people are, were confused about that, DirectX 12 only available to Windows 10. Um, Phil Spencer said specifically they felt comfortable with that on the game side because um, they're offering that free upgrade period. So right. it's, and just to be clear, it's a year from when Windows 10 launches. So from whatever that launch date is till the next year, anyone who's running Windows 7, 8, 8.1 can upgrade for free. And I think you and I were talking off the air. So on last week's uh, Major Nelson podcast, which, by the way, they gave us a very kind shout out for the Jeff Strain interview on nice. there. Uh, yeah, e, Eric Neustetter, did say, he clarified that there will, you will never be charged for it after the first year. It's not like a free for the first year and then a subscription. Mm, he clarified okay. no. Oh, that's good. It is good. Because there was a weird moment after the press conference <laughs> where all the press started asking questions and somebody specifically asked that. Yeah. Will there be a charge after the first year? And the presenters on stage kind of gave a little bit of a confused look. Malfunction. <laughs> Malfunction. <laughs> and they Improv said, syntax error. <laughs> so basically they said, well, our business model isn't changing. And the so the rest of us were like, but you didn't actually explicitly say you're not charging. So we're going to ask this like four more times. And like it was just this back and forth of each party oh saying the same thing to each other. So it's good to know. It's a yes, yeah, it's, no question. I know. <laughs> yeah. the, 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 and the PR bot Android just puts a gun in its mouth and pulls the trigger. Like, okay, well. I'm done. Reel in a new bot. That's... Um, so kind of kind of try to go through this a little bit quicker. So um, <clears throat> crossplay. Um, so the questions for that. So Minecraft is supposed to be supported as well in addition to Fable Legends. That was said by Mark Ybarra. Cool. In a different session than I had with him. We know this, is a, this is exactly why they bought Minecraft. Like this now makes the purchase so clear. Like being able to have crossplay between Xbox and PC players would be amazing. <laughs> oh, and just across all these other devices yep. too. Yeah. Um, so the the difference, if you want to get kind of into nitty gritty of things, uh, is that between the games for Windows versus now is that so for crossplay here with Windows 10, that all developers have the access to the same API, which mm -hmm. means that whatever an Xbox One developer has access to, you know, A PC developer, so, PC has. developer yeah. has as well. So it makes it a lot easier for them to do this kind of cross like play sort of thing. Um. We did talk about that mouse and keyboard combination uh, versus controller thing. Uh, Phil Spencer was saying that they are looking into ways to possibly make that a little bit more even across the board, hmm. whether that's um, through offering. The thing is, is that they they talked about it really heavily, and Phil Spencer really tried to drill this point home with press when we were talking with him, which is that this is meant to be like a platform. So there's Microsoft Game Studios, right, right, that is developing for this. But overall, they're trying to provide this platform so that other developers can come in with their business model and their, you know, decision to whether to make crossplay available or not available. That's good. So that also, he thinks, you know, could be influenced by genre, right? So, I mean, strategy games, not as likely to cross over. Um, but something like Fable Legends and RPG makes sense. Sure. Minecraft makes sense. Crackdown right? would be a yeah. good and candidate. And so for shooters, right, where you could have this 
potentially huge gap in competitive advantage, then ta- run. <laughs> so talking about you know, ways to even that out, whether it's like a player versus enemy sort of mode, PvE, or, you know, having certain like, as he called them, playlists where yeah, you yeah. have PC console versus PC, player, yeah. console versus console, and then like mix for people who don't really care about yeah. the difference. Or, you know, people. I'll take you on. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, more likely it's Sean and I going like, yeah, we'll kill you, console scrubs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead Go and try. Man. Yeah. I'm going to kill you until you die from it. Um, <coughs> one thing that I, I asked about uh, is that there's that whole cross-platform chatting, right? So voice and messaging. On the PC side, totally free. You do not need an Xbox Live Gold account. Good. Um... And I think that answers that one. Kind of tied into that for the cross-buy question you guys had. Yeah. Um, is dependent, again, on the publisher. So whoever is actually creating the game gets to decide whether or not they want to put it on multiple versions of Well, that's good. I mean, 10. Xbox Live has been, for a while, it was largely a strength, but then it started to, some you know cracks in the armor started to show up that, it, it had been a clo- very closed platform for a very long time, so to see it open up like this a little bit is, I think, forward-looking and welcome. And then the last major component that I think people might have questions about is the whole streaming Xbox One games to mm-hmm. um, PC. Um, and or, also a sur- or a Surface tablet, right? Right. So yeah. here's the thing. So I Any Windows 10 device, right? <laughs> <laughs> Except when it's not a Windows 10 device. Oh, great. So when I was at the event... They said, I asked if uh, Windows 10, this, this in-home streaming stuff, would support Surface tablets, like things that are running Windows RT. And they said, basically, the answer was, mm. yes, if the operating side guys say that they're supporting ARM devices. <laughs> and originally at the event, they said that they were going to support those devices. Windows 10, a form of Windows 10, was going to make it to those devices. Yeah. Then after we all got home from the event, they they backed away from that and they said, well, some functionality will be coming to... Um, I forget what I said two minutes ago. Some functionality so like will be coming one announcement event. to Surface <laughs> tablet. So if you have a Surface or Surface, R, or Surface RT or Surface 2 tablet, you're, you're kind of probably out of luck in terms of a full upgrade, unfortunately, which is, I think is really sad that hmm. they're not going to be supporting that. Um, also, they haven't committed to supporting streaming to phones. So even though those phones will be running Windows 10, they're just trying to decide whether or not a tiny screen is really worth <laughs> the d- it. The device must be larger than the controller itself in order to stream onto it. This is basically what uh, Mike Barr was saying when we were talking to him. Um, so some, just some specs, in case you're curious. Right now in their labs, they're streaming at 72030. They're okay. looking into offering support for 108030 and 108060. Nice. Um, but that's is like a pipe dream. Right. But that's largely going to be dependent on what your connection is. And I yeah. think you're pretty much going to have to have a wired connection. Right. Google um, Fiber. <laughs> well, no, that's in-house. So okay. it's all dependent on your home network setup. Yeah. Um, so anything wireless obviously can potentially introduce interference. So Google I, Fiber with a gigabit Ethernet. Yeah. <laughs> with a uh, wire, gigabit, gigabyte router, gigabit router. Yeah. So... Damn you, re- uh, Charlotte Rally area. You got Google Fiber. Yeah, Atlanta and too, Na- I think. Nashville. Yep. Like what? Yep. We're going to be the, San Francisco's going to be the last city to It's ever not even going to be San Francisco. They're looking at like, what, San Jose? So that's like oh, Well, it's flat and sprawling. San Francisco is too difficult. Anyway, that's neither yeah. here nor there. Anyway, uh, and the last bit of information is just um, 
it's likely that you'll see different resolutions depending on what's being streamed to. Right. So. Okay. Good stuff. I mean, I'm very curious to see what you know Windows does and its effect on on Xbox gaming. Yeah. Uh, DirectX 12 should be the most tangible effect. And I do we know Elena when uh, if developers have builds of of the uh, DirectX 12 API yet or they would have to, right? Right? Isn't it, it, has it, has it mean, rolled out to devs yet? I don't I mean they didn't really talk about that no? as much. Okay. Um, I haven't really been keeping like up to date on what DirectX 12 honestly in the last month or so. I mean, like Mitch, I would assume just because, I mean, for example, NVIDIA's like cards that they released last September are supposed to be DX12 ready. Yeah. So I'm sure that they have some specs and some things kind of already in mind. Well, our potential guest next week would be actually a good, <laughs> the perfect people to ask Ooh. about that. So I uh, guess we'll find out. Well, good stuff. Sounds like you had a pretty good time and they, you yeah. were I- impressed by their overall show. Yeah, it was the first time I've been to a Microsoft show in a long time where I felt like, and I'm talking more on the tech side of things, not the gaming side right, of things. Right, not Xbox. Um, where I thought, oh, you know, maybe they'll finally actually be able to really get the whole company behind this initiative. Because mm-hmm. I think we've seen this before already with Windows 8, where they tried to get the whole company on board, and it just didn't quite gel. Yeah. Um, and things kind of started falling apart here and there. So hopefully with this one, they actually can pull it off. Because I yeah. think it would be neat to see some of the things that they're talking about actually be features available to us. Good stuff. All right. Well, let's uh, forget what I said about shorter show. We're, we haven't <laughs> even gotten to the news, and we're already half an hour in. So we will be right back with the news. IGN's number one Xbox podcast. The podcast on love presents... All right. Slow news week. Spoiler alert. Fair warning in advance. Some good stuff, though. Yeah. Uh, first up, Microsoft quarterly earnings for the fourth quarter. Everybody's kind of given those. We'll get to yep. get Microsoft's NEAs right after this. So, uh, Mitch, let's start with Microsoft. How'd they do? Yeah, Microsoft sales are down year over year for the fourth quarter. That's the holiday. Uh, you know, the big sales push in November, December. Uh, largely due to Xbox, apparently. Interesting. 6.6 million 360s and Xbox Ones combined for the quarter this year versus 7.4 million a year ago. That's not totally surprising. You mentioned in the show notes that Xbox 360 dying off. It's also one year after the launch of the console, and I think that was like the biggest surge in sales for Xbox One is going to be the first year. Right. But yeah, no, it's mostly the 360 falling off a, col- a cliff. Yeah. Which is interesting because <laughs> you know, the, Microsoft had seemed to indicate that they were more... They said three years. Yeah, they, they wanted it. to taper it off, whereas, yeah. I mean... For you old school people, the original Xbox, because it lost the money every time somebody bought one. Yeah, they cut the they cord. They completely just like disowned it. Like Left a, the baby at the church yeah. doorsteps. Goodbye. <laughs> at, the fire, at the fire station. Like, <laughs> safe zone drop, safe drop off zone. We're like, see ya, have a good life. And then, but, but with 360, it was going to be like, okay, no, we're, this is a profitable machine. We can, we're going to ride it out. But, uh, all the software went, yeah, <laughs> all went out the window. Nobody's making 360 games. And the 360 no. games that are coming out now are like kind of bad versions of Xbox One games. Pretty much. Yeah, they're like, they're more like obligations. Yeah. Like, oh, there's I still 80 there's... million people that have this console. So <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll pack together a version of Dragon Age Inquisition and put it out. I guess. Here's Shadow of Mordor, sort of. 
<laughs> sort of. <laughs> there are two people on my friends list playing Dragon Age Inquisition on 360, and I'm like, why? 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 What are you doing? <laughs> why? What are you doing? How, like, how many discs is it on 360? I don't know. It's, I, I, bet it, I bet it's like four. You would think, man. I don't know. That's weird. Unless they it's just like cut the texture res detail <laughs> yeah. down so far. You can tell we have not looked. We've only looked at it on. When was the last time you guys played a game on the Xbox 360? Ooh, I, like, and not like for work. Like, oh, I got to check out the 360. <clears throat> like, when did you sit down and go, like, man, I need to play a three, this 360 game? Mine was probably Dishonored. Oh, oh come man. on. Not that That's, long ago. Well, but you you made the mistake of playing South Park on a PS3, PS3 right? Yeah. Which it was yeah, kind of broken. It broke, yeah. And even then, like, I got halfway through Dishonored was like, I bet this is really good on PC, and I started over and finished on PC. Uh, for me, it's, I believe it would have been the season finale of The Wolf Among Us. That's I, what I was going to say. I played Wolf Among Us yeah. on 360. Yeah, I guess it's kind of loaded, right? Because I've played all of these games, but I just happened to play them on PC. Like, technically, right. they're still Xbox 360 games, but I've played them I elsewhere. I may be the most recent. I think a couple months ago, I started Assassin's Creed Rogue. Okay. But I haven't oh, nice. really yeah. finished it yet, so I have to go back to it. Hmm. Yeah, that counts. Count it. <laughs> And one. <laughs> you played Ghosts last year too on 360, didn't you? Call of Duty, didn't you play oh, 360? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> why would I do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why you would. It didn't look like an Xbox <laughs> no. One either. So <laughs> no, I played through the campaign on uh, on Xbox One. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so yeah, 360 fell off a cliff, and but I mean at the same time, I can't imagine anybody. Outside inside Microsoft's too upset because it's the Xbox One and PS4 have been selling at historical yes. paces. So, like, oh, well, everyone's buying our new thing, and our new thing's not selling anymore. Oh well. Oh no, we only sold six and a half million Xboxes <laughs> in three months. And then uh, the other part of the fine, the fiscal gap on this was, of course, our buddy Phil Spencer has aggressively dropped the price. Of the Xbox One, it doesn't cost five hundred dollars like Correct. it did this quarter a year ago. That too. So this is this is what we're talking about with you know taking the short term hit versus the long term benefit. So it'll be inter- interesting to see this quarter, like Q one twenty fourteen calendar year, uh, with the price drop, the new permanent yeah. <laughs> after it wasn't permanent <laughs> price drop. The new. Uh, no end date promotional yeah. price of three forty nine. Seven day break from it, and then yeah. back on the sale train. <laughs> so yeah, I can't imagine any of these numbers surprised anybody at Microsoft. There's either the, you know, the the actual, <laughs> the units sold or the money. So, yeah, you're right. It will be interesting to see where where it goes this year at a, yes, as, a, as a three forty nine box. Um, you guys, I I think the Xbox three sixty will be a $99 box by Christmas. You agree? Yeah, and maybe with like a handful of games installed. Good chance. Yeah. Elena, agree, disagree? I So I'm a slick deals kind of gal. <laughs> like I follow bargain yeah. hunting pretty extremely. And like just from what I've seen from like this last year and the year before, um, I think 99 might be a little steep, if especially if they're throwing in extras. I would say maybe like more like 150, but with like a lot isn't it? But that's where it is already. Is I think really? I'm pretty sure 150. Yeah, I think the no, Xbox. this year I don't. Xbox cost. I love that. Yeah, we just no one knows. We've moved on. Because <laughs> if I remember right, this year during the holiday season, I think the lowest price I saw was 
I want to say like 175. I remember no, being surprised. Be. Being, I was surprised by how high it was, relatively hmm. speaking. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't believe there's not already a $99 Xbox out there. Wow. Okay, so Xbox 360 is on Amazon. Right now you can get the, oh, what's the, the little tiny? Arcade? No, the even smaller one we didn't like. No oh, Ethernet. Oh, sorry. The, the, the e. e. Yeah, I don't like that console. Uh, Xbox 360, 4 gigabyte E console is 164 Wow. Uh, 500 gigabyte Call of Duty bundle. I assume that's Advanced Warfare, right? And does bundle mean there's a connect in that or no? Uh, this is where the details. <laughs> uh, Xbox 360 E, 500 gigabytes, Call of Duty Ghosts, and Black Ops 2. Okay. Uh, is 220. Mm. And then there's no connect in that one. Then there's the connect bundle that comes with like sports and right. uh, Forza, $300. Connect Adventures. Yeah, that's the one. $300. So, yeah, I mean, it's I, like still kind of pricey. Yeah. yeah, I think there's going to be a naked mm. version for 100 bucks. Maybe by that, that, that really stripped down E version, yeah. but I don't think it's going to be anything that has like a lot of extras. <laughs> hey, you know what would be good? Let's ship a slimmer Xbox 360 that has no optical port. <laughs> there's a good plan. I know. I actually went out and grabbed a slim because I am afraid for the life of my current one, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to go to an E, so the, I, the I, S, just, I just bought one. The first slim, the S, is like the perfect 360. Yes. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. I still, I have still... my original Xbox, nice. the OG. My Elite is still serving me well. You have an Elite? <laughs> That's yep. awesome. I still, Mitch, refer back. Like Occasionally, people will be like, hey, I was thinking of getting a 360. Should I get this slim slim one or the other one i always i just no! send the, i send them the like, link to our <laughs> unboxing video we're like here's why this super slim's not so great the fun thing about that video i is shot that video we went I into that you guys being very displeased <laughs> yeah like we we went into that video i think that i didn't even know what that console well, like i went did, kind of fr- and kind of fresh and we were unboxing it and we were like what <laughs> well yeah they we'd, we'd we didn't know that there was no optical like, port on the back and that the they optical? and that the the av cable had been proprietaryized. Ugh, so your existing <laughs> ones like, were useless. What? <laughs> so it was so weird. I don't know so why dismayed. they did that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we'll see. Anybody want to take? Uh, do you want to make an in and out bet? I mean, we like we're, we have we're gambling addicts on this show, particularly when it comes uh, to cheeseburgers. I would, I'm with Elena. I think 99 is a little low. So all right. So if. I could see 99 just for like only that console, like only All one right, controller. So you're out of the bet. Like, but we're down to me and Mitch again, <laughs> as usual. I will bet it's like Elena was saying, like 150 with one or two games, like maybe one thing installed and a, a, like a Telltale thing or something, something to that effect. Like 150, one or two games. Okay, and my prediction is that there will be a so, probably naked, but I'll just a 99 dollar Xbox 360. Yeah. If there's a $99 version with anything, you can have it. All right. <laughs> That's your, your, your victory. And we'll set, the, we'll set the date for, what, like, say, December, December 31st? Yeah. All right. So by yeah. the end of the year? Yeah. Done. Somebody remember this. recorded. We won't. Well, you'll see it. It's like Black Friday. Like, that's when you'll, you'll hit it. So yeah. after Black Friday, this can be resolved. And it's we'll, fine. When that happens, we're going to go like, wow, $99, 360 Why didn't we think of that? <laughs> and then we'll go to In-N-Out yeah. just because. Oh, good talk. Let's go to Burger. Yeah. I like that. I like that yes. thought indeed. Uh, I, by I'm the way, hungry, on, a, guys. on a total side note, Seriously. yeah, now, by the way, we're doing the show before lunch now because uh, now that we're doing full video episodes, we want to get them up at the same time, the audio and the video published at the same time. And the video 
it's a pretty quick edit for your video team, Sean, but it's because it's such a long file, it takes forever to takes render and output and publish. And, yeah, and code and publish. So we're recording before lunch, which only probably means there will be more post-show in and out yeah. runs in the future. Because we'll be hungry, going like, yo. We'll be like, yo. <laughs> what yeah, do you seriously, bet? I really want to go now. Yeah. I <laughs> start betting on Welcome like, to hey, Podcast Unlocked. What are the chances of us going to in and out right after the show? <laughs> Has there ever the been bet. a show since like we first started doing this where we haven't mentioned in and out at all? Like literally in the past I don't know. year, have we I'm not sure talked about in and out? I'm sure there are more shows than you think where it doesn't come up i i don't know but i was <laughs> it's I was, just on my mind all the time i was telling my wife about our uh our in and out obsession on this show and somehow it got on to like oh i remember i'd read something something and i went and looked it up there, so the 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 heiress to the in and out empire so it's a privately held company mm-hmm. which is great it's that means they're all it's the same quality control every single one is they're not franchised out to some like you know creepy guy who doesn't care what goes into the food uh, the way, you know, most other chains are. Turns out her family is, like, weirdly riddled with tra- uh, tragedy. Huh. The It was started by, you know, this husband and wife or this, the current heiress's grandparents. And then they had, there were two sons. Uh, and when the grandfather died in, like, the late 70s, it was decided there were. Uh, it was given to the son who didn't have a drug problem. <laughs> oh, so God. then, hold on. He in like I think the nineties. It was. I just read all this last night. Okay. This is why this is all fresh on my brain. No, you're an he, encyclopedia of in and out knowledge. I, just, I can't help it when I when I enjoy, when I care about something. I tend to like go all the way down the rabbit hole. That's why I have like my. Head is full of encyclopedic Xbox knowledge because it's all just it's in Xbox there. and In and Out and baseball, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, and DeLoreans and Teslas. Go. Those are the other ones. Um, what's my kid's name again? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the the heir, the son, the the quote unquote the the non addicted son dies in a private plane crash. Wow! In like Jeez. I think it was the nineties. So then it gets handed off to the son who. Actually, who has? I mean, also who has a who had a history with uh, substance abuse? Junkie Jeremy, we'll he, call him. That's not nice, Mitch. That's, right. that's super not nice. <laughs> when, are they going to? You think they're going to sponsor the show if you uh, if you talk about them that yeah, way? That's, good point. Let's uh, rewind and erase that. Uh, no. So he he actually did die of a drug overdose, wow. which will now make you feel even more horrible about yourself. Yeah. And so then it was handed off, and then so then the grandmother, uh, the original founder to like sort of managed it again and then she just passed away why didn't it go to her when her husband died uh i don't know okay Uh, the article did not detail it legal issues yeah but now and then but now the heard the family is very um very devoutly christian yes so that might have actually played an influence in that Hmm. yeah quite quite possibly Mm. um and so the the heiress this daughter is the only child of so she She's yeah. She's like our age. She's like low early thirties and inherited and and it, the article said she was what stood out to me. She's the youngest female billionaire in America. Wow. So well, strange. Good for her. Yeah, this uh, definitely good for her. But hopefully, no more tragedies will right. befall her family. And now it just brings people so much joy. It does. I would like her to it's have as much best. joy as possible yes. too. Also, please continue to never franchise. It's the that's the right way. That's to go. the right way to go. God, it's so good. You're making billions of dollars. No need to change. Anyway, um, 
I don't even know where. So mark down that in and out breakout. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Want to publish that one separately? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. We'll I don't title even. the headline: Dear In and Out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sponsor us. Why In and Out should sponsor podcast? Contact us at unlocked.ign.com. That's right. If reach out, we're here <clears throat> for you. All right, Mitch. Yes, sir. Quarterly earnings for EA. Yeah, EA uh, had big success with Dragon Age Inquisition, which is Bioware's, quote, most successful launch, uh, which is surprising because Mass Effect did super well. Maybe it's because it was on two platforms, or uh, all platforms. Five platforms. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to one yeah. for Mass Effect. Yeah. Uh, your note about Mass Effect 4 here confuses me. Oh, I was just thinking, I mean, this, the, the rampant success of Dragon Age Inquisition means they're going to be in absolutely no rush to shove the next Mass sure, Effect out yeah, the door. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see a ton of Dragon Age Inquisition DLC. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe a little bit more than they were already planning, given yeah. the, its success. Like, hey, expansion pack. Hey, new area. And especially new... if people are playing the multiplayer. I don't know how well that's doing, but Mass Effect 3's multiplayer came out of nowhere. That's as true. As a surprisingly good success story for them, and they were like, oh, okay, cool. Here's some more maps and yeah. modes and characters and stuff and like that. And that team, that Mass Effect 3 multiplayer team, is now the single now developing all of Mass Effect 4. Right. Uh, they're also they also did the multiplayer for Inquisition. Oh, did okay. And the Edmonton people did right. Like the leads were the multiplayer co-op designers on Inquisition's multiplayer. Interesting. It's a new generation yeah. up at Bioware. Yeah. Montreal's is, doing Mass Effect Four or whatever it is. Right. It is um, a little sad though. I'll say that Casey Hudson left, and we had all the pieces because Casey Hudson was the project director on Kotor. Knights of the Old Republic. And EA just got the Star Wars license. We could have had a real KOTOR 3. We still could. That's the nice part. But if Dragon Age and Mass Effect yeah. are their two big franchises... Did you play any of the Old Republic on PC? Not on PC, no. Man, it's good. Well, they refined the interface a little bit, right? Did yeah. they clean up the interface a little? It was already fine, but like narratively, that game is yeah. awesome. I think you'd really like it. I heard the core. I never well, played I played it. it I, I dude, the... I reviewed it for the Xbox. Oh. No, 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 not Kotor, like Tor on the. Oh, MMO. not the old. Sorry, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah, like the new one. Sorry, I think I misheard you then. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, the, I, I've everybody tells me that it's so good. It's and, great, and that I can play it by myself yep. and enjoy. It's it. It's a little grindy by yourself, but yeah. it's still like I still have amazing memories of like stories from those from specific characters like oh man like the arc for my uh em, like em, devout empire following agent was so good and my hmm. bounty hunter story was awesome and my smuggler story was awesome like i love every single one of those it's free now isn't it yeah <sighs> can't beat that just have to add it to the pile like, yeah <laughs> another enjoy, game for the pile enjoy your 80 hours of rpg <laughs> darn yeah yeah, one of these days I'll have to play it and recruit you to play with me. I'm down. I would play that again. Awesome. Um, what else? You a Mortal Kombat guy, Sean? Not really. Really? I mean, I like Mortal Kombat. Sure. Not a big fighting game guy, though. Right. Unless you consider Smash a fighting game. Yeah, I do. Which, it is. where do you fall on this? Yeah. Just as a side note, yes, it is a fighting game. No, yeah. it's not Absolutely fighting. it is. There are dudes, ladies, people, and monsters some fighting. Some people are of two minds on this, and they don't think it's a real, and I'm quoting, I'm air quoting, <laughs> for you non-video people. Uh, that it's not a real fighting game. I don't know why. Well, what's the justification for it not being a real fighting game? Like you punch people in the <clears> face. I don't know. Take, <laughs> take it up on Nintendo Voice Chat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we but we know on IGN that our audience loves Mortal Kombat. Man, it's, you guys love Mortal Kombat. It's always hugely successful. 
uh, on IGN. And so we had the great pleasure this week of revealing Reptile for Mortal Kombat X. Mortal Kombat staple, a classic. Absolutely. He's uh, such a gross-looking dude in this one. It's great. It's, yeah. He's, like, <laughs> slobbering all over himself and... Scaly and... Yeah, his armor looks like scales and yep. stuff, too. It's all, like... Oh, it's great. He, that, yeah, the detail's um, so good. That game's actually coming up fairly quick. April for Whoa, Mortal really? Kombat. Yep. I thought it was September. Now no, I'm it's very mid-April excited. for wow. Mortal Kombat X. Do you know how many character reveals they have left? I don't know, but uh, they should call us to let them. <laughs> so we'll be happy to reveal yeah. them all. But There's another one on Thursday. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Where so by the time a lot of people hear this, it'll okay. be it'll be revealed already. But um, yeah, I mean... I haven't. I loved it back in the original mm-hmm. MK One Two days, but that's when I played it. Back I've kind of the arcades. I've fallen off the fighting game bandwagon. I fell off after three. I, yeah. I played a little bit of four with like the weapon system and stuff, but which uh, X kind of has a little bit with the different stances. Like you go into each match with right. a different fighting style, which is similar to the weapon stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I I liked nine well enough. Like it was totally a good game. It just ended up not being for me. It didn't have much staying power. Yeah, uh, ten looks so good though, and what I played at E three was incredible. I loved it. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. The same guys. Nine was the same guys who did Injustice, right? Yep. And is ten the same guys? Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Another realm. Nine was them. I feel like MK Nine was them kind of refiguring out how to make great fighting games. Injustice was them really hitting their stride, and X is like the continuation of that. X is really good. I got to give a lot of credit to Ed Boon. I mean, the guy who's co-creator of Mortal Kombat, and he's been there the whole time. The guy has made mostly nothing but Mortal Kombat games in yeah. his life and somehow still has a crazy passion and talent for it. Yep. He hasn't just finally been like, screw this, I need to go make a role-playing game or something. Yeah. He <laughs> continues to hammer out good Mortal Kombat, great did, Mortal Kombat games. Did he have anything games. to do with the Mortal Kombat spinoff stuff? Like the Jax adventure game and the I don't remember, side-scrolling but, uh, Sub-Zero? I know what you're talking about. And uh, one, of, yeah, one of those was on original Xbox? I don't think it was 360. Mythologies, the Sub-Zero game might have been. I'm think thinking of, uh, yeah, what was it? Was it Annihilation? That's the movie. That's the movie. Oh, <laughs> that's an MK2 movie. <sighs> yeah, I Oscar award-winning flick. With Sindel and the terrible Shao Kahn. Oh, uh, Some uh, of the worst lines in cinema history are from that movie. That movie is one of those movies that a friend and I recently were like, recently, this was like five years ago, we were like, yeah, we should watch MK2, a movie so bad, ha, ha, ha. It's like... <laughs> Really, bad. it's horrendous. Wait, it's so really it, hard to watch. Would you say that's worse, or the Street Fighter movie is worse? The Street Fighter movie is at least I mean, dumb and fun, and it's like it's Jean Claude Van Damme and all these like weird. Yeah, there's redeeming qualities to the Street okay. Fighter movie. Yeah, there it's are just no redeeming qualities for the Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation movie. Annihilation. The first, oh, okay, the first, yeah, the first MP movie is oh, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The second one is unbearable. I've I've still have yet to see. Somehow, I've never seen the Street Fighter movie. Really. Wow. Like the Street Fighter movie did don't go out of it your did way. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2 better than Mortal Kombat 2 did because Mortal Kombat 2 the reason it fails is it has like oh here's this character and this character and this character and there's all the drama between yeah. Sindel and Shao Kahn and you're like I don't care I did watch the uh, I think at at OXM we'd gotten a screener of the Chun Li oh, spinoff God. film oh, with with Kristen would... with Kristen Kroik from Smallville oh yeah. why would you do that to yourself not so good in the acting department and wasn't on Smallville no. like when she left the show the show got better wow. <laughs> and that movie was bad was really like bad. that was oh, they have just, a pretty poor legacy that Street Fighter that was rough yeah. franchise. Oh like it's gosh. weird that the first one's the best because they yeah. it's not a great movie and it's especially not a great Street Fighter movie but there's enough where you're like alright they have like 
all of these characters in practical roles didn't, and there's like relationships between them that I understand. Didn't the Street Fighter movie kill Raul Julia? It was his last film. Was, yeah. I know, I'm making yeah. a tasteless <laughs> yeah. joke, but yeah, he did. Did he, he either died like during it or I at the end? I think he was at of, the very end. Yeah. Yeah. They might have still been filming, but I think they were done with him. Yeah. He was well, in Bison. <laughs> I know. That's, that's so great. Oh, oh man. Uh,. How do you segue from that? I don't know. What are we you even don't. talking about next? I don't know. Controllers, y'all. Perfect. Controllers. Controllers. <laughs> uh, this is another thing I heard about when I was in Sweden and didn't fully get the gist of it, but the, there's a preview program for the controller update? So I think it's, so it's, you're part of the preview program, so you just get all these updates. Yeah, the dash right. update yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So part of that is this one update, a firmware update for the controller that's supposed to uh, take down like the how long it takes to turn on, I believe. It's the sync time. Oh, the sync time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from four seconds, I think, to like two. two. So the massive com- The combined total time of the update will probably be more time than I'll save syncing my controllers <laughs> in my lifetime. What, what I would love to see is somehow for that controller to detect whether or not you've already paired an adapter with it or a controller, or sorry, a headset with it. Because I, I mm-hmm. test, well, especially at OXM, I used to test all these different headsets. So every <laughs> single time I had to plug in a new adapter, it would ask me, would you like to update your controller? I've already no! done it. I've done <laughs> it. I'm probably going to end up borking this thing because I'm flashing it too many times. <laughs> when did we get to the point where firmware updates for, con- for controllers were okay? <laughs> uh, our pinball machine that we just got <laughs> has a so firmware crazy. update. Dude, you, so yeah, crazy. Like, so you take off like the top plate and there's like a USB port on the actual like motherboard and you just plug in that USB <laughs> stick with the firmware update and the pinball machine updates. Go it's figure. amazing. <clears throat> Is this something that like you found yourselves wondering like how could I make this like four seconds, this eternity that I'm waiting to sync my controller? Dude, think about it. To. That's probably somebody's full-time job. And I they can't spend even imagine that. Hundreds of hours coding and figuring out how to cut that time in half. To be half, fair, that's a lot. To be fair, I've. <laughs> it, it was a very, very simplistic process on the 360, and it's sure. it pairing a controller to a Xbox One is sort of weird. It's, well, it's Bluetooth now, right? It's a, no, or, it's no, no, no. proprietary. Right. It was, blue, was and it Bluetooth on the 360. Nope. No, it was proprietary, proprietary there too. Of, it's a different. You think of PlayStation Four. All right. But, what I know about consoles. But yeah, like it's so simplifying it because I've had people here come to me and like, I, I can't get this controller to pair up. And it's, you have to hold, because like on the 360 to pair a controller, you just, you tap the button on the, yeah. the console uh, first. The console. Yeah, the console first. And then just, yeah. Ta- and then just hold it on the game. But now you have to, on t- Xbox One, you have to hold both. And it's just a, like, okay, we changed this. So it's weird now. And it's and, like it's on the side of the console. Yeah, it's on the side. This little ledge. Right. So. Simplifying it is is not a bad thing. Sure. Um, yeah. Whatever. I'll take that. I'll take it. That's fine. That could lead to like faster boot times because the controller's talking to the console faster. So if you're turning on with your controller, I'll take that. Yeah. I will happily take that. I'll All take right. it. I just don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Sean's yeah. just like eh. to me, like yeah. You're that, you're that emoticon. Four with seconds the to shoulders. two seconds is a huge upgrade, but it's still like two seconds. <laughs> like it's not. Think of what you can do with those t- extra two seconds in your life. Sean, how much does you can two seconds... extra bite of my burger. How much yeah. does two seconds matter in a game of Counter-Strike? Oh, it's an eternity in See? that. <laughs> See? You just had to put it in context yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When he's multitasking between, you know, pairing his controller <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, you know, yeah. sniping oh, yeah. people from across. And CTing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this was... 
I I gotta admit, I almost kind of forgot about this. Uh, Game of Thrones, Telltale's awesome. Yeah, hopefully awesome new series. I liked the first episode. It was so intriguing. Was crazy, yeah. Yeah, because that hit in December, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, early December or late November. Right. I think you're right. And so it's yeah, I kind of <clears throat> like that. And Tales from the Borderlands episode one hit a week apart. Yeah, it was Borderlands, and then I think a week break, and then the next week was Thrones. Whatever. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, they were very close. So hopefully this means Borderlands is coming soon, too. I hope so. Um, and I also hope it's not going to be... Cause it's all, it's, yeah, it's been almost two months in between yeah. Game of Thrones episodes, which is unfortunate. Um, I wa- yeah, it, I mean, the, the first episode was very much a setup yeah. episode. No spoilers. Well, now this is going to be a lot of reactions and fallout to those events. Especially, I mean, we saw the teaser trailer, which you can see on IGN. Uh, yeah. Like, you get a very brief glimpse of Asher, who's the fourth playable character. And, man, that dude is cool. <laughs> He's just, like, this brutish hulk of a man. Who's Men just, like, want to be him. Women want him. to be with him. And, yeah. <laughs> He's just, like, throwing dudes all over the place. He looks like a monster. I can't wait to play as him. It's dark, Mitch. Yeah. I like that. Well, that is cool. Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's true. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad... At least, at least that's on Xbox One, so we can uh, we can leave the 360 behind on that one. Did it come to 360, Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, no problem there. It's two months is too long in between episodes. I agree. I forgot that, that, even, that I even played that. Half-Life 2, they, Episode yeah. 3 coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been seven, eight years. It's literally been seven years. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened to that family? You know, if they if they ever actually release release an episode three, like I think everyone's mind is just gonna explode. Like they, we're not gonna know what to do with that. Like after all the jokes we've made about it, we've like I think we've said it here on the show a couple of times. I think people are of two minds. We're like half of us think that the internet would collapse if anything Half Life Three was ever announced, and then the other are like the hype is too high now yeah. that people don't. It couldn't live up to it. Live I wrote about it. this last year. Like the expectation <clears throat> is way too high. Like yeah. it's it's been at its height for seven straight <laughs> years and it hasn't gone down. So no matter what that game is, it can't live up to the expectations. Yeah, and ultimately it would just like Duke Nukem forever. Well, the internet. Well, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. That's have Duke it for two seconds and then not care anymore. And it could be the best shooter ever made because they took so long to perfect it, and it would still people would still be like. Should have come out in 2009. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I guarantee you, I, I've been saying this for years, the way that game will release is going to give Dan Stapleton a heart attack because he's going to come in in one morning, open Steam, and it'll say Half-Life 3. <laughs> now available. No! Like, they're just going to stealth-release it. Work Guaranteed. Will, IGN will stop. Like, just stop all all work. The machine will grind gonna, to a halt. And it's just going to turn itself off. Yeah. Besides, you know, downloading it. That's it. Yeah. Done. That would be the coolest way to release that. It'll, you'll open Steam, it'll just be that Lambda, and you'll be like, oh, you'll man. You'll be like, what is it's this Is it time? April 1st? <laughs> <laughs> That'll be your first reaction. It's like, what day is it? Yeah. Gotta check. Oh, man. Can you imagine if they release it on April 1st? Oh, my God. Oh, oh that would be God. even you better. You wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> then the internet really would shut down. I don't know how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> do you know how long I'm that I'm playing would... it. Is it still a joke? <laughs> do you know how long that would be the number one trending topic on Twitter for, like, weeks? Oh, yeah. It'd just be Half-Life 3. I don't Trend, know. Trending. It's Twitter. I think it might last for like maybe two days instead of one. No, it's. Uh, there have been crazier things that have lasted far longer. So time will tell. When it comes out, that is. Yes. Which, really when, never. which is never. <laughs> yeah. Believe. All right. I believe in the Freeman. <laughs> Mr. Freeman. Sean Finnegan, you've been mm-hmm. quiet. 
Let's go to you. What can All we right. spend our money on this week? So at the retail, the brick and mortars. The retail. Yeah. You got Dying Light, which I haven't played yet. Of course, everything re- everything brick and mortar is also digital on true. now these days, which is good. <laughs> That's true. Dying Light was our IGN first. For December. December, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, go watch the first 15 minutes, among other things, on yeah. IGN.com. Has anybody started it yet? Not you haven't yet. started it yet? I haven't started it yet. No. But you so, a lot of good things. Yeah, I started it last night, and my and I literally I played maybe half an hour. Uh, so I don't have I don't have a concrete opinion yet, but I will say, it starts slow, but I mean that in a good way. Hmm. Like it because it <laughs> it's it takes time in the those first thirty minutes to uh, like I only just after I only just started getting set loose and off to fight things. The f- whole first of roughly twenty to thirty minutes of the game, it take it really takes its time to set up uh, sort of your backstory. The uh, characters you meet, what their motivations are, what the what's going on in the world, um, it's almost sort of RPG-ish in that regard, mm-hmm. and it, it teaches you about uh, before you get set loose, item crafting, uh, a bunch of different things, such that yeah. So w- when I say it starts slow, I mean kind of pleasantly su- in a pleasantly surprising way. It's not just a free-run action game. There is a there are layers to it. So I'm I'm very yeah. much looking forward to. To playing more of it. Yeah, the hardest criticism I heard about it is that it's a little grindy, like kind of fetch questy. Is it? And yeah. Like I, it, also, uh, people I know are playing it for like twelve hours and they're ten percent in. Like it sounds big, hmm. but mostly because like, oh, it's a big fetch quest. You got to go all the way over there and bring that all the way back. But I don't know. That sounds like part of the appeal of the game. I, maybe yeah, it's it translates supposed well. to be like a parkour game, right? So yeah. Traversal yes. and movement is like a big part of the game. Yeah. If that's fun. Then I don't mind going exactly. to and from from places. Like yeah. we said the same thing about Sunset Overdrive. Like yeah. sure. It's just fun to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I hope it works out. Our review is going to be live soon. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, over on to the marketplace, you have Call of Duty Advanced Warfare's Havoc DLC, which is Oh, you missed bucks. you missed another game, Sean. Oh, I did. You're <laughs> right. Digital. Riptide GP2 for Xbox One. I don't know what this is. Saw this on Anybody? Major Nelson's site as I was preparing the $5. show. $5. A $5 water uh, uh, jet ski game oh. for Xbox One. Wave Race 64. Never heard of it, but it's Where's there. It's game? five bucks. All right. So, Okay. I want my wave race. If you try this game, let us know how it is. <laughs> uh, now over onto the marketplace. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Havoc DLC for fifteen bucks. Four maps, plus a few more goodies. That I don't know what that means. That means a few more goodies. Okay. Some skin. So much mystery in the show. It means the meat of it is the four maps. Uh, totally. If you want to see more of that, we had a live stream this week. Brian Albert and Alfredo played with uh, Condry, the dev team. Yeah, right? they played with a bunch of guys. Yeah. Uh, here in San Francisco, so they did. They played every map. They broke out. We have a bunch of breakout videos, so you can go see individually, like what the EXO zombies mode looks like, what the new maps look like, etc., etc. Good times. Games with gold for January. We've brought this up before. You have D four Dark Dreams Don't Die yeah. on Xbox One. A few, really cool. few more days for that. Yeah, grab, grab it while you can. Exactly. Go download that. Yeah. Three more I days totally for. Yeah, me too. Do it. Exactly. Thanks, guys. Three more days for The Witcher Two. Don't miss that yeah, if you still one. got it. It's Mitch so is good. Very adamant about that one. I have been traveling way too much this month, guys. I got to be right back. <laughs> yeah. And in three days, you'll have February's deals, which is iDarb. Mitch, you reviewed I this did. game? I did. I drew a red box. I think it was really fun. It was yeah. super fun. Go watch my video review. Brian Malkowitz cut that video review. It's super funny. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, and uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, and Sniper Elite V2 for 360. Also Please play Brothers. If, Brothers you st- so if, if you have your 360 laying around... Uh, you're probably playing Witcher 2 since that was free, but yeah, Grab Brothers, fantastic game. Uh, just 
yeah, one of the best sort of stories you'll play. Yep. You'll feel things. I didn't play Sniper Elite V2, <laughs> but did you play Sniper Elite 3 on Xbox One? See, I played 2, but not 3. Okay. So I've played 2. So I I played like a mission, kind of, and thought it was fine, but a friend of IGN, Tom Bissell, was telling me that game is like the Dark Souls of shooters, and was explaining uh, that every level is like a puzzle. Oh, yeah. So And the approach to everything sounds really cool and smart. Like, I kind of want to go play Sniper Elite 3, which so is crazy what I'll, what I'll tell you about 2, and I don't know how much... Well, how much lesson they learned for Sniper Elite 3, but with 2, the the parts that are sniping, which is a lot of the game, let me give it this, but the parts that are sniping are great. It, okay. it is kind of, you are setting up your positioning, you're not alerting guys, you're, you're making, you know, taking careful shots, and you do get that cool X-ray kill cam where you can, like, shoot guys in the nuts or through <laughs> the eye or whatever. But the part there are parts of Sniper Elite 2 that are just... Closer run range, run-and-gun, third-person eh. shooter. And the game isn't built for that. It's not good at that. Okay. It's not a good in those places. But the sniper parts are really, really good. So for free, totally worth it. Definitely grab it. that it? Not everything? That's everything. Love it. All right. We will be right back with a little trivia action. We'll test Elena for Ooh, the that first that. time. Ooh. See what she knows. And we'll be right back. Unlock block. Can you take on the challenge? Yeah! All right, unlock block trivia time, and we'll get the heck out of here. Yeah, so much for a short show. We're already an hour and seven minutes into it, so <laughs> such is the way of the unlocked, I suppose. <clears throat> this is a good one. Daniel Braun, whose gamer tag is Quail Hunter fifty eight. What do you got against quails? That boy likes dude. to shoot birds. Quails are tasty, guys. The ultimate game. I their eggs are often in my ramen, and I always throw them out. <laughs> you, you give them to I me. I give them to you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so Daniel wins. He won himself a copy of Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag for Xbox One, courtesy of you guys, the listeners, who kindly nice. donated your extra codes from your Xbox One bundles from over the holidays. And his excellent question is this: I'm going to bring up the scoring here. Uh, he's been track now. Yeah, since uh, he, he, Daniel says, since Marty had brought up the Duke Xbox controller recently, I thought this would go perfectly with that topic. Here we go. Microsoft made, and he stumped me on this one. Microsoft no made a rare version of the Duke Xbox controller that was translucent green instead of the normal black version. My question is, how did someone go about obtaining one of these rare controllers? And no, buying it on eBay is not a correct answer. Darn. Is it A? It was part of a GameStop pre-order bonus when you reserved the original Xbox. B, it was part of the Xbox launch team console, similar to the I Made This white Xbox One from a year ago. C, it came bundled in the initial run of the Halo special edition Xbox console, while later runs would include the smaller translucent green controller. Or D, you had to order it from a mail-away insert included in the launch copies of Halo Combat Evolved. Excellent choices, I like this question a lot. I did not know this the one. The thing about this that he that Daniel is exceptional about is the correct answer is a hyper specific thing. <laughs> so all of his other answers are like long and detailed mm-hmm. like the correct answer that he had to make up. Well done. Trickery. So I'm going to go to Sean Finnegan first. Why do I got to answer first? So you can't steal my answer. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. So I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and say that it is... Mm, uh, I'm going to go with B. Part of the Xbox Part launch team console. Part of the Xbox console. launch team okay. console, yeah. The other ones seem to, like, 
GameStop pre-order bonus, that doesn't seem rare enough, and same with C, came bundled with the initial release of Halo Special Edition. To me, those don't, that's not rare. Like, that's okay. a significant amount of consoles either way. So. All right. Sean going with B. Going with I'll B. go to Elena next. So I have the same reasoning for eliminating A and C, which is the GameStop and the uh, Special Edition answers. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to go with D. I'm going to kick it old school because mm. I do remember having to do things like that where I think my, was it my cartridge for like Mario All-Stars back in the day was like actually one of those things you had to send away for. Right. Mitch? I want to steal Finnegan's answer. Oh. Oh. As I believe that Just is. Just turn the, the table. I believe, I believe that is the correct answer because I'm trying to, I'm sitting here trying to remember like the release of that console, the big, ugly, see-through green one. Yep. And I thought it came out like around Halo 2, but I also thought that it was one of those things that we saw and we're like, when do we get one? When do we get one? And then come Halo 2, we got it. So I'm going to go with uh, Finnegan. He was part of the Xbox launch team console. Well done, gentlemen. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. We get a commanding lead with three points. Three points for Sean over oh, Mitch's yeah. two. Still, I still contest going. that Assassin's Creed question. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna How let that go. How long have you guys been doing this? We just like start for the yeah, year. Three, we just start okay. for 2015. I was yeah. like, because that seems like an awfully low number for going oh, yeah. for like the grand <laughs> thing. <laughs> They're just really bad at Xbox trivia. Let's. <laughs> all right, good stuff uh, for from all of you guys, and good stuff from Daniel Braun again. His gamer tag. If you'd like to make a cool friend on Xbox Live, Quail Hunter 58, all one word. If you would like to win. A probably a good video, a new video game. I should still have some more codes around that you guys have kindly donated, whether it's an Assassin's Creed or a Limbo or whatnot. Uh, send in your Xbox-related trivia question along with four multiple-choice answers. Note the correct one. Uh, and please no more. I'm getting a lot of, how many total versions of Game X have released uh, ever? Like Assassin's Creed or yeah. this one. No, let's get a little more creative. And Mitch, where can they send that to? Unlocked. At IGN, period, C-O-M. Love it. Before we get out of here, I'll give a quick plug for IGN Prime. Uh, we are seemingly losing another wonderful games media site this week, yeah. if rumors are true. And we that is not a good thing. This The games media world is healthier with more voices in it, not fewer. That's true. And so a uh, way you can help us keep doing what we're doing is uh, just spend a you know, couple of it's like three lunches worth for the year. 30 bucks for a year's worth of IGN Prime. Go to IGN.com slash Prime. You will get uh, free free games from time to time, beta codes for betas from time to time, and most importantly, I feel, the no more ads for during videos on IGN. Correct. So, uh, again, IGN.com slash Prime. And uh, so I'll go to Elena first. What, what do you want to plug before we get out of here? Your Twitter, your anything you're cool you're working on for IGN? Um, well, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Morphing Ball. That's uh, not the drug. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Morphine Ball. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> it's, a, it's an alternate spelling of uh, one of the power-ups from Super Metroid. Look at you. I know. Um, I also have my own podcast, Tech Fetish. So if you guys are into tech, you can you know, catch me there. Absolutely. You... Uh, I see you're drinking pee from a mason jar here, but you guys drink Fresca on that show. <laughs> the guys you... drink Fresca. I you have... didn't jump on the Fresca train? Oh, my goodness, no. You're not a Fresca fan? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh. All right. Artificial sweetener, man. Ugh. Yeah, that's... All right, fair enough. That's not... Those, those. 
As Sean Finnegan chugs a <laughs> artificially sweetened Welch's apple juice can. It's I saw that and was like, juice? wow, we have apple juice here? And I thought about what's actually in that and got sick. There's no apples. Snapple on the uh, really? huh. on machine. <laughs> what if I want a Snapple? Give well, me that's why I got this. I thought I was like, Snapple, that sounds good. Sean I Finnegan, Welsh. plug away. Uh, there's what do you cool got going on? unboxing that I shot with Brian Altano and... Uh, uh, Max Scoville for the 3DS XL, the new one that's coming. Yes. Uh, that we got a couple, I guess it was about a week ago now, but that's live on the site. It's a funny, cool unboxing. Both those guys are hilarious. And the new 3D XL is awesome. So check that out. Good stuff. Mitch? Uh, you can subscribe to IGN Arena at youtube.com slash IGN Arena, where Sean Finnegan often joins us to talk about esports like Counter-Strike, Dota 2, League of Legends, and Counter-Forces. More. Counter-Forces. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, Thursday, I have... One of my favorite IGN firsts for the month going up. Yes. It's uh, very cool. We can't talk about it yet, sadly. I mean, it's not like a huge mega no, deal, a, but it's a nice... Yeah, it's not like a massive reveal, but it's just something that's really cool and interesting about a game that I am personally extremely excited about. Yeah. Love that tease. <clears throat> it's good. And then, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. I reviewed... Grim Fandango Remastered, which is... Which I watched. That was a great review. Thank you very much. It's sadly for the probably never coming to Xbox because apparently Sony helped broker the deal and they, I think they are the publisher, I believe, we technically. We covered this when Tim Schafer came in on Up at New. Yeah. He's a PlayStation fanboy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what Greg accused him of. Yeah. No, it but it, it really is. It's a Sony... It's a, it's, a, it's a whole business thing that Sony sort of pried the license away from... Not the... I mean... They convinced, you know, they made the deal with Disney, who now owns the corpse of LucasArts. Mm-hmm. So sadly, I don't think we're going to be getting the game on uh, on Xbox consoles. But if you've either, it'll run on many a PC, because it's an old game. Mm-hmm. Uh, or if you've got a PS4, it's, uh, it's it great on, on there. I like it's, it on Vita a lot. There's a lot to like on the Vita version. Uh, which And it's cross-buy, so yeah. it's one $15 purchase gets it for you on Vita and PS4. Yeah. I will say, real quick, just jumping way back to mm. the very beginning of the show. So one thing that they did talk about for X- or Xbox and Windows 10 is yeah. that they're looking into streaming from PC to Xbox. So hmm. if that ever comes true, that could be a roundabout way to Does get that include this Steam? on your... That would be cool. Yeah. Does that include Steam games? They didn't give any details about that. <laughs> like, none. Just they're looking into PC yeah. to Xbox streaming. No promises. So, for all you know, we could do that as like a backdoor way of getting onto Xbox consoles. Time will tell. So yeah, check out my Grim Fandango remaster, remastered review. And uh, yeah, I think we're done. Thanks to everybody. Most of you subscribe to the show via iTunes. Just search Podcast Unlocked on the <laughs> iTunes store if you have not already subscribed. And then just it's one click and it'll get drip fed to you each and every week. And I think we're done. I want to thank Elena Yee, Mitch Dyer, Sean Finnegan. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Podcast Unlocked, episode 180. We'll be back for a palindrome next week, Mitch. My favorite thing. Finally. Palindromatic, episode 181. See you next week.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.